This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted this week's episode is one of my favorite topics and it is not wanting visitors after bringing home a newborn baby the reason this is one of my favorite topics is because it was such an unexpected thing for me I figured we would bring home Milo and I would have all my family, all my friends over because that's what everyone does, right? For some reason, it's just the norm to have a baby, bring home the baby, and then have everyone come and visit and hold the baby and bring gifts or whatever. So when we brought home Milo and I quickly realized that I didn't want visitors at all, I was shocked that... I thought, like, am I the only one that feels this way? And I don't mean I just didn't want visitors for the first week or two. Like, I think it was a few weeks, like three or four weeks, with the exception of my parents because they lived down the street and they were helping out a lot. And also my sister, uh, who's a nurse, was helping me out a lot as well. So I didn't mind that they were over, but with regard to other visitors, I think I had my best friend come over for a little bit, but it was a quick visit. Um, And yeah, other than that, I didn't want anybody for weeks. So I wasn't expecting to feel that way. And then once I did feel that way, I started to think, oh my God, thinking about all the people who had babies that I went over and visited because I thought that was the right thing to do. Someone has a baby, you go visit, you hold the baby, you tell them how cute the baby is and you bring like a onesie or something with a funny saying on it. Of course, I started to wonder, oh my God, did they not want me visiting? Which now I'm thinking, no, they didn't want you visiting, you turd. But until I had my own baby and brought him home, I had no idea that people would even feel this way. Then I made a TikTok about this topic, obviously, because that's what I do. And the response to that TikTok was unbelievable. And people's comments made me realize that this is a huge issue. The majority of people do not want visitors when they bring home a newborn baby. That part was shocking to me, how common this feeling is among new parents. Most of them do not want visitors. However, most of them don't want to tell people not to visit. And I think of it as like a vicious cycle. The visitors feel like they have to go visit because that's the right thing to do. That's what you should do, right? Because that's how it's always been. But the parents don't really want people to visit, but they feel bad thinking that their family and friends want to visit so they don't want to say anything. But maybe the family and friends are okay with waiting a few weeks to visit. So if the new parents were open and honest about their feelings of not wanting visitors, then maybe the family and friends would be totally fine with waiting. And then once the new parents were in a routine and felt comfortable having visitors over, then, you know, they could extend those invitations and family and friends could start visiting. However, I do realize that some people in the world think that new parents bringing home a newborn baby is all about them. 
And I have no idea where this comes from, but I think certain people in new parents' lives, and based on the comments that I've received, it seems to be most often the parents of either the new dad or the new mom who insist on visiting. I had so many comments of moms saying how they didn't want visitors at all, they had such bad postpartum anxiety, or, you know, they were having major baby blues or postpartum depression, and yet mother-in-laws or, you know, father-in-laws insisted on visiting and would come over regardless of whether they wanted them to visit or not. Those comments and messages that I received gave me rage inside my body because I know how I felt after bringing Milo home and I can't imagine family and friends disrespecting your wishes after giving birth to a baby and now you're at home recovering, trying to breastfeed, trying to get your new life in order, and here they come knocking on your door like them visiting the baby is the most important thing right now. We were super lucky that our family and friends totally respected our decision to not have visitors. Uh, Even my husband's parents, I remember having a conversation with my husband's mom about when would be a good time for them to come visit. Uh, They live across the country from us, so if they were to come visit, they would be staying in our house. And I remember her saying to me, just let me know we can book the trip for later on in a couple months when you guys have a more like solid routine down and you're more comfortable with having visitors. So that was amazing for us, and I think they ended up visiting um, when Milo was about two months old. So when we did start to have visitors over and life was starting to become more normal and I was leaving the house with Milo and, you know, going to family functions and whatnot, I had a sort of epiphany when I was talking to my uncle one day because he had asked how things were going with Milo and I was like, oh yeah, they, they're going great. Like we have a routine down. And he said something along the lines of, oh, like that's great. I'm happy to hear that it's going better because I know you guys were having a hard time in the beginning. And I kind of paused like what? We were having a hard time. And I was thinking back to, you know, the beginning when he was home and I was like, no, like things were pretty good. Like we didn't want visitors, but we were fine. And then it dawned on me that because we didn't want visitors, people must have assumed that we were having a really difficult time, which I totally understand that thought process because most people have visitors over and that's just what you do when you bring home a newborn baby. Everyone comes to visit. But because we went against that norm and didn't want visitors, well, there must have been something wrong, right? And this got me to wondering why it is so common for everyone and their goddamn dog to go visit people when they bring home a newborn baby. Like, why is this a thing? When did this become a thing? I feel so strongly about this topic that I was thinking about creating almost like a greeting card that new parents-to-be could send to family and friends that kind of, you know, explained their wishes for visitors after bringing home the newborn. And it could just kind of outline that they wouldn't be having visitors for however long and, you know, they'll be reaching out to people when they feel ready and, you know, if you want to do something to help us out, like, here are some things that we would really appreciate, but obviously these are just suggestions and not expectations. 
The gist of the TikTok that I posted on this topic was basically saying like, hi, my name is Renee and I didn't want visitors after bringing home our newborn son. And then I kind of listed off four things that people could do for new parents if they wanted to do something nice that didn't involve actually visiting them. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Number one on that list was leaving food or drinks on the doorstep. And it really doesn't have to be like gourmet, ready-made meals. Like it could be simple things like cheese crackers, snacks, maybe their favorite candies or, you know, a latte, a large triple XL coffee. Plop it on the doorstep and just text as you're leaving and tell them, hey, I just dropped off some stuff. Like hope everything's going well. Number two on that list was something that I don't think people really think about much. And that is, do the new parents have pets? If you follow me on Instagram, you will know that we have two annoying little asshole Pomeranians. And while I didn't think of it at the time, now thinking back, maybe it would have been nice if someone just took our dogs for a few days while we settled in with Milo. Now, they didn't end up being that much of an issue for us because when they did bark, Milo completely didn't react at all. So 
we were fine but i can see where some people's pets might be a huge problem uh, for the first couple weeks and it would be nice maybe if someone took them and then brought them for visits and slowly kind of let them adjust to the new baby before they move back in full time number three on my list was very simple and that was just to respect their decision to have or not have visitors aka don't be a little bitch Moving forward, I wish everyone would just wait for the new parents to approach them to come visit instead of putting pressure on the new parents to have visitors. And the reason for this is because new parents feel bad saying no. So if people just wait until the new parents approach them to come for a visit, then we wouldn't have this problem. We wouldn't have new parents accepting visitors into the home and then resenting them and being pissed and annoyed and anxious because they have visitors when they didn't want them. So that's most people. Most people would feel bad saying no. I was not one of those people. See, I'm not really like a people pleaser. I'm more of a Renee pleaser. So I didn't have problems saying no. Luckily for me... I wasn't the one that was actually saying no to people's faces. It was my mom. She was like my messenger or like the gatekeeper of my house when we brought Milo home, which was so nice because I didn't have people directly contacting me asking about when it would be okay to visit. Uh, they would just contact my mom and my mom would ask me and I would say, nope, nope, nope. Like we d we're not comfortable, not yet. So I wish everyone could have... A person like my mom in their life to be the gatekeeper. How else can you be respectful of new parents decisions to not have visitors? Well when they say that they don't want visitors just leave it at that and say okay I understand. Don't say something like oh my god I was hoping to meet the little one before I leave on my trip on Friday. Like no this is not about you getting to meet the little one. I'm sorry it's not about you and it's really funny to me that I even have to say this, but clearly this is a very common problem, so I'm saying it. Number four on the list was showing your support through text or email or social media. I know for us, we were sleeping at random times during the day, like I was up most of the night. So phone calls, not so much, but you know, a nice text message or email, that's totally fine. Maybe I will make these greeting cards that's actually a really good idea. I know after my experience, uh, speaking to my friend who was about to give birth and she also, before she even had her baby, knew that she didn't want visitors after, which is a little bit different from my experience because I didn't realize that I wouldn't want visitors until I was actually in the moment at home with my babe. So because she knew before even having her baby, she was able to let people know ahead of time, which was really nice because it makes it clear before you even bring the baby home that people shouldn't have the expectation that they're going to come visit right away. And it also lets people know that you will be reaching out to them to come visit when you're ready. It's basically just setting boundaries and letting people know what they can expect. So yeah, she had written up a nice uh, letter or a card that she sent out to people, which was great. But now imagine if this was like an actual thing, like it was a card that you could buy at Walmart 
that was like, we're going to have a baby. Do we want visitors? And then you check like yes or no. And then you write your little spiel. Like that would be perfect. To give you a little bit of perspective how popular this uh, topic is, I just reposted my TikTok on this topic 15 hours ago and there's 85 comments on it. I will go over some of the comments because I want you to get a sense of the kind of things that people go through because they don't say that they don't want visitors or their visitors don't respect their decision, which is like these are so enraging. First comment, when I had my daughter, I had a C-section and everyone came over fussing over her and left me with loads of cups and coffee cups to clean. I was so mad. Comment number two, I hated visitors. My body was a wreck. My house was a wreck and I wanted to be comfortable. Visitors heightened my anxiety even without a new baby. Comment number three, my in-laws told me how selfish I was for not allowing anyone over. Comment four, I said numerous times that I didn't want a visit and half the family turned up at the hospital. I had a really traumatic birth too. Oh, the rage. Comment five, I remember being ignored when asking to not have visitors and then I was standing for about an hour, three days after having a C-section, watching my baby be passed around. I have tons of these kinds of messages from other moms. So those comments were on the TikTok that I reposted 15 hours ago, but the one that I posted on May 8th, which was the first time I posted it, it has 384 comments. Some annoying comments on that first TikTok are things like, if you don't want visitors, don't expect the perks. It's really not that serious. Another is, why do they need to bring food and look after your animals? You had nine months to prepare. You've had a baby, not a life-crippling accident. Comments like these give me a different kind of rage in my body. It's like, like, I want to know who these people are. Like, do you have kids? What was your experience? Because this way of thinking is what's wrong in the world. These same people probably bring chicken noodle soup and a get well soon card to their friend who has a goddamn sniffle and a light cough, but someone just gave birth? Like, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. And I often wonder if people who say things like this have had horrible experiences themselves. Like, maybe they had zero support, they did everything on their own, and it was super difficult for them, but now they have this kind of attitude where, you know, if I didn't get help, like, why are these people expecting help? And the comment about why would you say no to visitors but then expect all the perks, and it's like, that proves my point, that people think someone having a baby is about them. So that's fine. If you can't fathom doing something nice for new parents without getting something in return and that thing in return being to visit the baby, then maybe you should just stay home. And I'm sure you have a ton of friends. Another thing that bothers me about comments like this is the attitude of, you know, you didn't have a crippling accident. You just had a baby. Like, excuse me, bitch, have you had a kid? Because there's two ways that kid is coming out. They're either tearing through a tiny hole in your body or your abdomen is being sliced open and sewn back up. I myself had a vaginal birth and not even one that was traumatic. I didn't have, you know, severe tearing and I had a hard time walking to the goddamn car after. So no, I wasn't in a wheelchair. I wasn't crippled, but it wasn't a fucking day at the spa either. So this mentality of, you know, you only had a baby drives me insane. 
and you know that this is coming from the same kind of people who are going to be like, oh, I had three kids back to back to back and I didn't need any help. I did everything by myself. And it's like, well, I believe you that that was your experience because clearly you're bitter about it. And I'm sure if these people were actually honest about their experience, they would say that it was awful and that they wished they had more support. But it's hard to be vulnerable and say that you wished that you had help. Just because other people had shitty experiences and they did it all themselves and had no help and didn't set boundaries and tell people what they wanted doesn't mean that everyone else has to go through the experience that way. And the comments that are basically diminishing what childbirth actually is from both a physical and a mental uh, perspective drive me nuts. And I think this attitude is probably what makes most moms feel like they shouldn't be reaching out for help when they've just had a baby. If you feel like your support system has this attitude of you know, like, why don't you want visitors? Why are you feeling anxious? Like, you shouldn't feel down. Don't you know how to do this? Like, obviously, we're not going to feel supported and we're not going to feel like we can talk about it. And don't even get me started on traumatic birth experiences because I'll probably do a whole episode on that and I'd love to talk to someone who had a traumatic experience and how that affected them during the postpartum period and even later on, you know, I think people still struggle with traumatic births up to years after having their baby. But I feel like that's an area that's not really talked about. You know, if someone had an accident or they had, you know, um, an elective surgery that went horribly wrong, they had complications, you know, they were in the hospital, whatever the case may be, they would probably have some kind of mental and physical issues for a while following that experience but for some reason there's this attitude out there that's like you just had a baby like relax and don't get me started on the postpartum care for women because that will be a whole episode in and of itself so no maybe it's not a crippling accident but it is crippling for some women both physically and mentally And they're not in a hospital bed being waited on by nurses. They're at home and now they're expected to take care of a newborn baby while trying to recover and deal with assholes like you. Yesterday, I sat and I reflected on why I didn't want visitors after we brought our son home. So these are some of the reasons that I came up with. First reason is I was breastfeeding. I was learning how to breastfeed because this was my first child, I had never breastfed before. So what does that mean? Well, I was topless most of the time. I believe when babies are newborn, they feed about every three hours. Our son was breastfeeding up to 45 minutes for every feed. It was a fucking blast. But I can't complain because he was really good at breastfeeding, let's say didn't have a lot of the issues that I know a lot of people have. Um, Obviously, my nipples were insanely sore, but uh, I didn't have any infections or anything like that. I also didn't breastfeed for that long, so but that's another episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? 
We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. So yeah, eating every three hours, 45 minutes each feed. Now in between each feed, I'm also supposed to pump, right? Because you got to get your milk supply up. I'm not going to do the math, but why in God's name would I want visitors in between or during breastfeeding or pumping? So if I'm not comfortable enough with you like seeing my boobs and my son drinking milk from my boobs just out in the open, then I don't want you to come over. And I know like I shouldn't feel uh, embarrassed, like it's a natural thing. Babies drink from their mom's boobs. Like that's fine. That's totally fine. I get it. I have no issues with people doing it in public spaces. Uh, not even covered. But for me, like to be sitting in my living room having a conversation with someone and my boobs are just out while my baby drinks, it's a little awkward when it's like your uncle or cousins that you don't see that often. And also, like this is right when we brought him home. Like you don't really get the hang of breastfeeding for a while. So like there's a lot of like moving around, switching positions. Like it's not like a flawless situation. It can also be frustrating, so there's that. It's not really ideal to have people over when you're stressed out trying to breastfeed or if you're having difficulties. And that's just on breastfeeding. That's not even having to milk yourself with an electric pump. Like, I'm sorry, uncle, can you speak up? Um, I can't hear you over my, my milking equipment. No, thank you. 
Okay, second reason, bleeding from your vagina. I didn't really know what to expect with regard to bleeding or even like the trauma that was about to overcome my vagina. But let's put it this way. I understand that most people wear Depends or like those massive pads, but you're also trying to heal your vagina. So the best way to promote healing is to let air get to the wounds. It was so uncomfortable to have, you know, your adult diaper or massive pad rubbing against your wounded vagina all day. So what I did, thanks to my sister's genius idea, was I took pee pads that my dogs pee on. Yes, those big, basically flat diapers. And I laid them on the couch and sat there with no pants on, no underwear, no nothing, and just draped a blanket over me. And then you can just let yourself bleed and promote healing at the same time. So not an ideal situation to have visitors over, I would say. Now add in the breastfeeding and the electric pump to milk myself, which also means I would be topless. Like, where do visitors fit into this this picture? Because I, I just don't see it. Okay, third reason was sleep. Like, hello? If there was any moment during the day where I wasn't pumping, breastfeeding, or, you know, spending 15 minutes just to go pee, then I wanted to be sleeping, not hosting visitors. And if I wasn't sleeping, I wanted to just be binge-watching Netflix and not hosting visitors. And if I wasn't binge-watching Netflix, then I just wanted to eat and not host visitors. So basically what I'm trying to say is any spare time that you have as a new parent when you've just brought home your baby is such precious time and it would appear that most people don't want to spend that time hosting visitors. So now if I think back to my uncle thinking that we were having a hard time because we didn't want visitors, it blows my mind because it's so common for people to have visitors. That's just what happens people have babies and everyone goes to see the baby so of course going against that norm meant that we were having a difficult time which is crazy like most people do not want visitors and i think this idea that you know everyone should have all these visitors to come and meet the baby stems from the same kind of attitude that that lady had about you know you just had a baby what's the big deal well it is a big deal mentally physically who in their right mind would want visitors in and out of the house when they're bleeding excessively from their crotch half naked all the time breastfeeding pumping themselves exhausted from being up all night if i wasn't pumping or breastfeeding i was usually icing my nipples so that's special or i was doing the whole dog and pony show in the bathroom just so i could take a pee And I didn't even go into the mental part of having a baby. So most moms that I've spoken to had some level of postpartum anxiety. And most of those moms felt like when visitors came over, the anxiety was heightened. And I'm sure the visitors that just want to come hold the baby aren't thinking about these things. And maybe new parents don't necessarily want to go into details about bleeding vaginas, pumping, breastfeeding, and, you know, anxiety. 
I'm definitely going to have a full episode dedicated just to postpartum anxiety because I think it's one of the biggest things that is not talked about enough that so many people experience. Definitely look out for that episode. In this episode, I didn't speak much about hospital visitors because I don't even know why that's a thing, really. I know now with COVID, obviously, uh, there's not visitors, but... Sometimes I see these reality shows where people have babies and literally it seems like every single person they ever met in their entire life, like including cashiers, you know, the people that rip your ticket at the movie theater, um, waiters, waitresses, like they all come to visit these people in the hospital after they give birth. When I watch these shows and these scenes where all these visitors are in the hospital room, like all I can think about is the mom's vagina or her C-section incision. And the whole time I'm just like, who invited these people? Why are all these people in this hotel, the hotel room, in the hospital room? But see, there you go. It's basically a hotel room, which is crazy because Where I gave birth um, at a smaller hospital in Northern Ontario, they have very strict visitor regulations and I could only have my parents and my sister come visit. And we snuck in my mamere because my sister was in the room when I gave birth, so she didn't really count as like the third visitor. But yeah, they were super strict about visitors, when they could visit, how long they could visit. And, you know, they did a super quick visit and that was it. I don't know where these hospitals are, where they allow these like rager parties to happen right after the woman gives birth. Like, where are these hospitals? I know I had a lot of comments on my TikTok video or even private messages on my Instagram about people saying they were so happy that the hospital they were at had these strict visitor guidelines because then it wasn't really them saying no to people, which again is crazy. Like just say no to people. I wish the entire expectation around having visitors after bringing home a baby or even in the hospital would just change to that nobody wants visitors and if they do want visitors, they will let you know. I also wish new parents were more comfortable saying no to people. I wish they had someone like my mom who's kind of like the gatekeeper or the person that visitors ask instead of asking the new parents. And overall, I just wish more people would be respectful of new parents and especially the new mom and be more empathetic or sympathetic to what she's going through for the first few weeks after bringing home a new baby. So that is my rant about visitors. I also wrote a blog about this topic. It's up on my website. So, you know, if you want to give someone a hint and send them that blog post, that would be great. (laughs) Or if they don't have much time, you could just send them my 15 second TikTok video on the topic. Thank you guys so much for listening. The response to the first two episodes of this podcast have been amazing, completely unexpected, but I'm so excited about it. You can follow me at the.mom.room on both Instagram and TikTok. I run a book club on my Instagram as well, which has been a pretty big success. And we have a Facebook group for the book club as well. My blog is renearena.com. 
And this is my freaking podcast. So if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And obviously subscribe. The next episode is all about plus size pregnancy with one of my best friends, Kathy. Well, I guess I'm going to go downstairs now and hang out with my husband for a bit. And may all our children sleep through the night. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.